0: Welcome to Inside the NCAA. My name is Michelle Brutlag hosick Today I'm joined by John Steinbrecher, commissioner of the Mid-American Conference. He's chairing the Division I Working Group on transfers. And today we're gonna talk about that group's work. Thank you for joining us, John.
1: So good to be with you.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about your goals for the working group?
1: You know, at at a basic level, uh, it's to develop a set of legislative proposals that will help facilitate a discussion among the membership on transfer rules for the 21st century. And what we must ultimately do is move toward a uniform transfer rule that is consistent for all student athletes across all sports, or we need to be able to articulate a rationale for why we treat student athletes in a select group of sports different than we treat student athletes in all other sports.
0: So you chaired the most recent uh, Transfer Waiver Working Group and you served on an earlier Transfer Working Group. This has been an issue for our membership for for a long time. How how do you think we've arrived where we are right now?
1: Well, I think this is the sixth or the seventh uh, working group over the last 20 plus years to uh, dive into this issue and our 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 transfer rules go back a, a long time. And it's um, you know, change is hard. And this is one of those fundamental rules for us that that affects uh, a lot of things uh, with a lot of how we operate the enterprise. and And so, uh, if I would go back, Two working groups ago, the transfer working group, group Justin Sell chaired that and did a marvelous job. And actually that working group was able to uh, get the association to implement the first changes uh, in transfer rules that we saw in over 20 years. And what occurred then is we moved from a permission-based system where student athletes had to get the institution they were at to give permission Uh, so that student-athlete could transfer to another institution and receive athletically-related aid at that institution. And we changed it to a notification-based process, one in which the student-athlete simply had to give notification to their existing institution that, hey, I'm interested in pursuing additional opportunities and going somewhere else. And then that triggered a set of responsibilities for both parties. it it seemed a cleaner system. uh, And while the prior, the the permission-based system worked eight times out of 10, inevitably, there were a handful of high-profile cases every year where you ended up having an institution trying to block a student-athlete from moving somewhere. Uh, It created a lot of noise. It was inelegant. And the end result was almost always that student-athlete transferring to where they wanted to go. So I think we've smoothed out the edges around that now that group was also walking up to the issue of the baseline rule should there be a unified transfer rule should everybody sit a year in residence should everybody be able to transfer once in their career and be immediately eligible or whatever the permutation might be before they were able to complete that process the rice commission came out with the report on college basketball an array of, of recommendations that really uh, took the attention of the membership at that time. And and one of the recommendations from the Rice Commission was to let's not do anything further with transfer rules right now, let's, let's stop. And so the work of that group was halted. Now let's jump forward a year and a half, two years from, from that point. And the board puts together to transfer a waiver working group. And what we have seen over the past three, four, five years is a change in people's expectations in and around the transfer waiver process. Uh, the rules speak to if you're to be able to get a waiver. So for those five sports that aren't able to transfer and be immediately eligible, if they want to pursue a waiver. Uh, generally they have to present some circumstances that are egregious or extraordinary. And what's evolved over that period of time is a change in expectations from the participants, whether it's the institutions, the student athletes, the coaches, and what was intended to be a rare circumstance. Uh, people began to think of this ought to occur regardless. And so the noise around that process Um, just got louder and louder and louder by all participants involved. We saw more and more third-party participants involved uh, to try and leverage uh, additional pressure into the process. And so I think the board asked, is there some way that we can clean this up a bit? And so the transfer waiver group starting last October or November started to dive into this. Well, they were a little bit... uh, not hamstrung, but uh, boxed in a bit by the narrow scope of of the charge, which was dealing with the transfer waiver itself, not the underlying rule. There was also some tension uh, that was evidenced from the membership in that they were uncomfortable with the idea of simply tweaking a waiver process as opposed to maybe something more in depth and working it through a legislative process and then finally let's layer on top of that we get into late january february early march all of a sudden we're all dealing with this covid19 pandemic and so the the rate of change of what we were dealing with and the the issues that were going on ultimately led us to a little bit of some course alterations And while the Transfer Waiver Working Group ultimately put forward and the council approved some, um, I would call it, nuanced changes to the existing uh, transfer waiver process, largely involved in trying to streamline it or better define certain areas, most particularly in the area I think of in mental health where we tried to uh, augment the the policies around that to ensure that uh, better information was provided so that would assist in the decision-making process. Um, And additionally, what was passed was a resolution and that the council said, we expect a group to come back uh, within this next legislative cycle uh, that provides legislative opportunities to consider a unified transfer rule and so it now sets the stage to move forward call the question and let's see if we can um, bring our transfer rules into the 21st century
0: so why do you think it's been so difficult for the membership to get its arms around this issue
1: well I, you know i said it earlier change is hard uh at a fundamental uh issue because it, it will change to some extent how we operate, you know. It will have changes for the student athletes themselves. It will have changes for the coaches and the institutions. For the student athletes, you know, one of the uh, I don't know if complaints or concerns you hear from student athletes is the recruiting process it can sometimes be lengthy. It can be tiring. It certainly can be time-consuming, and that's one of the reasons we have a, a national letter of intent to bring that process to a close. Boom, they know what school they're going to, and then there we are. Well, as we think about it, when a student-athlete, they're enrolled, they're at another school, they decide they want to transfer, they're reinitiating that recruiting process again. And so that will bring those time demands and obligations and pressures that potentially come with it for the student-athlete. But at the same time, it also provides some level of mobility uh, that is more consistent with what we see with most student athletes uh, as well as with students in general. For the institutions themselves, you know, do you do you find yourself having to treat student athletes or deal with concerns differently? Uh, are you re-recruiting your team? Issues like that, I've heard from from coaches, and they are they are certainly legitimate. And so, what we're having to deal with here are a set of of multiple interests. You have the interest of the student athlete who wants to be able to have uh, some freedom and choice of where they go and the opportunity to perhaps change their mind, go somewhere else, to pursue whatever education it is they want to do and fully actualize those educational opportunities, those athletic opportunities, those social opportunities, and all those types of things. And we have the of the of the institutions who do have an interest in being able to have some idea of who's on their team and to build that team and to be able to put forth um, a, um, uh, a representative team and build a quality program. And so all of those things come into play. And then part of it also, I think, is a, perhaps a lack of understanding or, or thinking about the changes we've seen in the educational opportunities for our student athletes over the past 10, 15, 20 or more years. And it's really on how the student athletes are engaged with the institution. Once upon a time our student athletes came to us, we had them in the fall, we had them in the spring, we waved goodbye and you know they went home for the summer and did whatever they did. Now in many cases they're with us for almost 12 months in the year. Uh, they have the opportunity to be in school virtually year round if they want to and so we're seeing incredible numbers of student athletes who have the ability if they want to to graduate in three three and a half years perhaps even begin on graduate level work uh, in that time period and so where once upon a time you could look at the transfer rules and say a strong part of the rationale behind it for requiring a student athlete to sit out was in the process of transferring you lose credit hours and it's going to take you some time to rebuild that up, and it may take you longer to graduate because of how we now have our student athletes within our institutions. And sometimes, again, as we said, on almost a year round basis, they have the ability to mitigate that loss of credit hours uh, in a an, Easier is not the right word. You still got to work hard to do that, but they can do it and do it within the normal time period, that four plus year time period that we typically think of for a student athlete. And, and so, it's, again, it's, it's bringing our rules forward into the 21st century in light of a changed circumstances around the student athlete experience.
0: So I know you've had a couple of meetings with the new group, how's the work been going?
1: you know, we're just really getting underway. We've had an orientation meeting and really one working meeting. And so the focus right now has been spending a lot of time looking at data, looking at our existing rules and and kind of broadly thinking about where we might want to go. Uh, where we really need to spell out is early on in this process, is there a baseline unified rule that the working group has consensus on. And that may be the easiest part of the process. There are an array of um, of affiliate issues in and around this that are really is where I think the challenges are going to fall. And we're going to need to work with other committees, other uh, 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 oversight groups, uh, coaches associations, a whole bunch of folks so that we really think through this. And I'll I'll, I'll give you a couple for instances. Um, there is currently an academic component in the existing transfer waiver. If you wanna be able f- for that one-time transfer waiver, you have to be eligible at the school you're at, and you have to be eligible at the school that you're going to. And so the question is, should there be an academic component going forward? And then let's layer on top of this, we have this APR issue, where if a student athlete transfers and they don't have a 2-6, the school they left gets dinged, right? They they lose a point. And so the question is, is that really fair that a student athlete who was eligible at their prior institution, had they stayed there would have been no issues, yet they depart and all of a sudden the institution that, that was left behind loses an APR point. When it was the student athlete's desire to transfer, they transferred for athletic reasons. And so we need to come to some grips with that and think about, um, are there alternatives to that or not? Uh, There's a question of, should there be some sort of notification period, a date uh, by which a student athlete needs to give notice to their institution of their intent to transfer? Again, it gets back to providing the institution that's losing the student athlete to have the ability to, to rebuild the roster or in some way otherwise plan for that departure. Uh, I, I think we will end up engaging various coaching groups on that to, to, to seek some feedback. Uh, the issue of tampering, one of the concerns you hear about is that you know coaches are gonna spend time recruiting off of each other's rosters. Well, uh, maybe they will. Uh, Maybe that's occurring right now, and so the question needs to be discussed, if this is a problem, are there ways we can get at it? Again, I believe this is another issue where we're going to have to engage the coaches and ask for their feedback and advice. If this is a problem, how would you suggest we address it? Um, Are you willing to call foul on people that are perhaps recruiting in ways that don't seem to match up with this model. If that's the case then great let's 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 layer those on or let's build in some ethical components. If it's not then let's let's change the question or or refocus our attention on other things. And then in certain sports and I would speak to football in particular, we have an in, an initial signing cap. Sign 25 kids each year, right? Well, if a school loses x number of kids in a year, their numbers may drop really significantly. And given the signing cap, it's really difficult to get back to a full roster. So should there be some mechanisms that allows a school some leeway in there? There's currently some legislation, a couple conferences have already submitted legislation that'll be in this year's cycle that address that. Now, maybe that's the answer, or maybe there are other alternatives. But those are among the issues that we really need to get at uh, as we, we work through this.
0: Is there anything else you think people should know about your work?
1: Well, you, you know, I, I'm really looking at it as uh, this is our last best chance for our membership to take care of our business in this area. And it's it's fascinating. We kind of have a confluence of things occurring right now. We have uh, name, image, and likeness coming to the forefront right now. We have transfer issues coming to the forefront right now, and they are both receiving a lot of interest from the internal constituents—the student athletes, the coaches, the institutions, administrators, etc.—and we have a fair amount of interest being expressed by external groups, whether it's the media, whether uh, it's uh, uh, governmental representatives, uh, a host of things looking at us, the general public, and saying, "Hmm, can you can you explain to us why you do things in this way?" And so we, uh, with regard to transfer rules, I think we have an obligation here and an opportunity to recraft our rules in a way that they will be understandable, that they will be viewed as fair and predictable and that they will be seen as transparent. And if 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 we can take care of that, I, I think it will be left that way. I think if we fail to, to honor that, I think we may see others try to step in and uh, perhaps uh, lay out a different course of action. I, I hope we as an association will step up, uh, engage in, in really great debate over the next four, five, six plus months, and, and come to consensus on what is the appropriate course of action and what is in the best interests of our student athletes in assisting them in pursuing their educational pursuits, their athletic pursuits, and and their social opportunities.
0: Well, this was a great conversation, John. I really appreciate it. We learned so much about the work of the working group on transfers.
1: It was good to be with you and to have an opportunity to uh, uh, share on a number of these issues.
0: That's it for this episode of Inside the NCA. Thank you for joining us.